0: Welcome back to Tell Me About Your Kids with Bonnie Harris. I am Adam Arnone, her co-host and engineer. And uh, today we are doing uh, another episode of Puzzle Pieces, Mm -hmm. where it's just Bonnie and I, no guests, and um, I guess I'm the guest.
1: You're the guest, right.
0: And I guess you're the guest.
1: And I'm the guest. Mm -hmm. Well. Yeah, we're both guests. We're both guests today.
0: Yeah. So. Just to be honest with everybody, we had a whole other podcast that we were going to do and a whole different topic. And then um, we decided to talk about what happened in Texas yesterday with the school shooting. And we're recording this on the 25th, on Wednesday, May 25th. And we felt like, you know, this podcast obviously reaches all of you that are listening right now and most of you listen every single week and i think we put some effort into it not being just about current events right <laughs> because most of the the topics it doesn't matter it you doesn't, can
1: listen to any of them at any time yeah
0: there are fewer things that are more connected to parenting and this show when the loss of life is so focused on on Massacring children, children, children. So
1: far, nineteen mm. as of this moment.
0: Bonnie and I both have read stories about it, and we we don't we don't know every single detail. But
1: I don't think anybody does at no, this point.
0: No, of course it's it's brand new, and that's the way that our technology works is is it gives mm-hmm. us this information, you know, right away. But the heavy feeling that I think that most of us are feeling right now, is that there is an ongoing problem. And I think we all have to be talking about it. All of us.
1: I think you're right. I mean, because parents all over America are thinking, do I send my children to school today or don't I?
0: Well, you know, we live in this uh, tiny town in New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. which is you know, like this smallish town smallish in Texas. Smallish town
1: in Texas. And
0: when I dropped my son off at school this morning, there was a police car ah, outside. Mm-hmm. And the district wanted to just make parents feel more comfortable, you know? Yeah. And I dropped him off and I drove away and I, and I just thought about it, you know, th- thinking there is, there is no one who is not connected by something like this? There's it, it reaches every single person in in the world. Right. Because violence against one of us is violence against all of us. Mm-hmm. Because even just beyond our schools. Because the, the weeks before that it was a grocery store. Yeah. And weeks yeah. before that it was a church. Right. Over and over and over again. Right. And when you have to get to a point where someone says, Did you hear about the school shooting? and you have to say which one. Which one? And how our, our children are, you know, having to do drills and mm-hmm. they do active shooter drills and mm-hmm. yeah. they, you know, have to practice if there's a, a shooter walking onto the school property while they're all mm-hmm. outside and going inside. And if there's a shooter that comes inside the school and what they do. And, mm-hmm. and so I thought about how this connects because we were. Obviously, we, we had this time set aside for us to record. And I thought about what kind of, kind of conversation should be had. And the conversations, it, that, that was the thing. I was like, well, where should we be talking about yes, this? Yes,
1: exactly. And then... And how. how right. And, yeah.
0: But it just kept coming back to everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Because what is actually happening? That is what I kept saying to myself, like, what is actually happening? Why does this keep happening?
1: Chris Senator Chris Murphy was saying on the floor yesterday, again and again and again, he just kept saying, what – oh, no, he was saying, what are we doing? What are we doing?
0: Right. What are we doing? Why is this okay with us? Yeah. Because – That's
1: exactly right. Why is this okay?
0: Why is it okay?
1: And everybody's going to say it's not okay, but apparently it is
0: yeah and I think that it goes back to the way that our minds work, especially as a collective society. It's like there is so much happening all the time that eventually it it'll just go away. That's what we feel like. It'll leave our memory, not the people whose children were massacred but right. but but all of right. us, where it's like, well, it it's didn't just, happen to me right. it will just so we just move on. it's a story, and then it just moves on, yep. until eventually it happens. In your school,
1: exactly. In
0: your grocery store, in your church, with in you, children you know, with children that you know, and the weight of that being on all of our shoulders to figure out. Well, but what I find to be the thing that twists my mind the most before this story and, and the story of what happened in Buffalo with the the shooting in the in the grocery store, the main story that was dominating everywhere, was the absolute surge of pro-life activists oh, who are exactly. fighting to stop abortion.
1: Right, to overturn Roe life Wade. Because right. is so sacred. Exactly. This was exactly what we were talking about yesterday.
0: But zero, zero of that energy right. that I can see goes Those into two. stopping the murder of people who are already here. Yes, Exactly. Those things to me seem very connected in their, like, the gun lobby, um, the pro-life movement, like, all, all, all of these things to me. And that's where I, I would love for somebody to explain to me how a lot of those things are different. But it just seems, in everything that I understand, a lot of those camps kind of seem to be in the same place. They're the same. And so, yeah. th- they're, it's so hypocritical. And... I don't know why it's not being talked about constantly, Yes, how hypocritical it is, regardless of your, well, and I actually, I think this is part of the ploy, is that politics, quote unquote, comes into it. You're either a Democrat or you're a Republican, and you're on one side, and so you have to pick a side. Democrats seem to be pro-choice. Republicans seem to be pro-life. And- that to me the politicizing of democrats believe that mm-hmm. um there's too many guns republicans believe you should be able to have as many guns as you want
1: mm-hmm. the,
0: this narrative that has been pushed mm-hmm. where we're on sides mm-hmm. we're supposedly when it comes down to it on sides about massacring children
1: yeah exactly
0: but 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 <laughs> when you look at the what when you look at the issue People say that. No, we're all on the same side. We're all connected. Nobody believes kids should be murdered. We're
1: all in this together. We're
0: all in this together. Thoughts and prayers.
1: Thoughts and prayers.
0: But you are on a side. You are on a side. When you don't act or when you don't make it harder for people to get guns or when you believe that arming people with more guns is the answer, you have picked a side. And you are on the side of massacring children.
1: Say it how it is, Adam.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the truth. (laughs) It is the truth. That's the truth. You're on the side of that. And if you're not, then what have you done? What have you done?
1: And what can we all do? And the only way we can do anything about it is to vote Mm -hmm. and to vote for People who you believe are going to do something about it. Mm. But why is it a slippery slope to say that automatic weapons should not be allowed, just bought by 18-year-olds? You have to be 21. Why automatic weapons are part of the deal at all, I don't understand. You don't need an automatic weapon to defend yourself, which is what people are saying the Constitution is about.
0: It's about human life. Yes.
1: yes, I know a lot of yeah.
0: Republicans in my life I know a lot of Democrats in my life I, I I know both and no one to my face has said that they are on the side of massacring children right and so if that's the case, then something needs to be done about it. This brings up what I really wanted to also get to today, which is uh, it's either a bumper sticker maybe it was a t-shirt something, but it said. You know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Mm. And there is some deep, deep truth to that. Whereas a gun is an inanimate object that just sits there. It needs to be fired by a person. Right. It needs to be aimed by a person. Mm -hmm. It needs to be loaded by a person. And choices need to be made made. about
1: what you're going to aim it at.
0: A gun does not load itself. Mm -hmm. It takes a broken mind. Mm Mm-hmm to point a gun at children mm-hmm. and murder them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This whole podcast and your life's work has been connecting families so that there is a there's a relationship. When there can be, there's also mental illness, which is very, very real. And, and
1: which we don't serve well enough. Which we don't serve
0: well enough in our in our culture, in our country. But having relationships with your children that build this foundation to where you you're able to talk to them and when they're being bullied, they come to you. When they are struggling with depression, they come to you. Um, when they are just on the edge, they come to you. And from a very young age, you're you're building a relationship with them because every one of these shooters had parents. Yeah. I mean, whether they had a relationship with them or not, whether they never knew their parents. They were...
1: Well, they definitely had a, a relationship at some point and what kind right. of relationship is the, yeah.
0: This is something that we don't talk about Often on this podcast, for no other reason than I think it just either just doesn't come up or, but the idea of being a parent is, is like synonymous with just taking care of a child, whether you're a grandparent who is now taking mm-hmm. care of the child, mm-hmm. whether you are a foster parent, mm-hmm. whether you are you've adopted a child you all, all of these things mean that you are in a role. To help shape a child's life, and so that really, to me, is just that the word "parent" is sort of encompasses all all encompasses all of those things. But I don't, I don't think that that's said because I think a lot of times parenting is considered the child that you gave birth to, Mm -hmm. you know, or or that. um, But really, there are so many parenting roles that people take on in our community, which is also why we do the community pieces. Mm -hmm. It really does take a, a a group of people um but so so these lessons and things we're talking about are really for all those relationships it's strengthening those relationships
1: and again and again and again and again i cannot emphasize enough how this form of connected parenting of letting go of the old reward and punishment mindset is all about building relationships so that those kids will come to you when they're being bullied, will come to you when they're getting too much into uh, drugs and alcohol and are getting scared about their futures, who are getting um, influenced by people that they are a little worried about. You are the rock, and if you are not to be 100% trusted by your child, you are not going to hear this. And I, I just can't say it enough of how punishments, consequences, taking away privileges, whatever you want to call it, you are breaking that trust every single time you give a consequence to your children. And then you're losing that possibility. I'm not saying if you have ever done it, you're never going to have a trusting relationship with your child, but that is what this is all about. Building trust. Not only do you want to trust your children, but more importantly, your children need to trust you. That's why we live in this horrible society we live in because we have been using the reward and punishment system of parenting forever and ever and ever. And it is so hard to break out of because it's practically in our DNA. But that every single time anything bad happens in whether it's a whether it's a school shooting, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's um, just horrible teen behavior with parents, whatever it is, it's all based on trust. Or, the lack of it,
0: uh, I would say the lack of trust a kid has in themselves, yeah, they don't trust themselves to make the right decision, and i and the hope is that you build that foundation with your kids, so that when they don't trust themselves, they at least trust you,
1: exactly, you know exactly when they don't trust themselves, right. they want to you want them to come to you with their <laughs> questions and quandaries and
0: worries, yeah, I, like you were saying about it, it's in our DNA, like I was thinking about how. You know, it's just expected that when a kid gets to a certain age, ooh, or like I'm not going to talk about that. With my parents, mom, mm-hmm, dad, you're mm-hmm, embarrassing me. Mm-hmm, I don't. Mm-hmm. And we sort of feel like, okay, right. we're mm-hmm. the we're the old guys. You're the young. I mm-hmm. you guess you know we're supposed to. I guess we don't understand your culture. Like there, there. I don't know why we do that. I don't know why. I don't know why it has to go to that place. It Doesn't it? Doesn't right? But. It's written in, into the fabric of pop culture, which I really think is interesting. Like movies, TV shows, all of right. the like stupid, you know, Disney stupid Channel and Nickelodeon don't shows, yeah.
1: stupid kids, right. the laugh
0: tracks, the parent, the bumbling idiot yeah. parents, yeah. the kids trying to like, well, I can't tell my parents because right. they they'll never understand. Right. They're so square that they won't they won't know anything. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that are wrong. I was talking about this with my wife because. Our son was watching TV one morning and we monitor what he what he watches just because so much of it is trash. So much of the programming is so strange. And really, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before in this podcast, but I think that this stuff is all under that same Umbrella as well, like what kids are watching, what kids are playing, mm-hmm. how they're how th- like this this vision of the world mm-hmm. that they that they get and they start shaping. Most of kids' entertainment is so strange and absurd, and yeah. like I don't understand why that is. Like, why does that have to be that way? But anyway,s he, he was watching this show. It was Garfield. Oh, Garfield. Yeah, Garfield. Right. Yeah. The place where I, I have a studio is near a bookshop. And so, you know, my son will come into the studio with me and he always mm-hmm. goes to the bookshop and there's, mm-hmm. a, you know, he'll like see comics or whatever and he'll like grab Garfield books and there's, you know, these old, old ones. Mm-hmm. And he, so he saw the TV show and he was like flicking around Netflix. And, and when I come in and I'm, and I'm just sort of checking what's going on, there's this plot with Garfield and his family. Our owners are on this like They go to this lake for a vacation. Mm -hmm. And so Garfield, this is like what I just walk into. I don't know any of the context. Out of context. There's another cat that's also in the show. Mm -hmm. And how she's only concerned about her looks. Uh And she's clearly uh, a female. Mm -hmm. Right? And so Garfield is like annoyed with her. Everybody's annoyed with her, but mm-hmm. she sort of thinks she's better than everybody mm-hmm. else. That's sort of the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Obsessed with her looks. Mm-hmm. This is a show in in the Netflix rating it was from, for 4 to 7 year olds. Mm. And then right after that, there's a whole plot where these scary looking like like bad guys, these like robbers are trying to steal something. So, and they talk like this and and they're mm-hmm. like, their eyes are all big and they're mm-hmm. these like old white men, like basically with these like little mustaches and they're in a lair and they're just talking about how they have to like destroy them and take them down. And then one of them will say something and there's three of them, three of these like bank robbers. One of them will say something and the other one smacks him and oh, tells him not to talk like that. Like the
1: three stooges. Like the three
0: stooges sort of, oh but God. it's so Absurd. This is With for all these adults. Flat, this is for but for like
1: adult humor. Who, I guess. Yeah. But it it's was so rid- strange, ridiculous. What we're doing is yeah. teaching these children stereotypes.
0: Well, stereotypes and absurdity. But I think it all comes from this idea that a a, a kid feels like their whole life is absurd and everything is raw and crazy and there's there are these emotions and, and girls are mm, supposed to play with yeah. Barbies and boys are supposed to have yeah. guns and bows and arrows. But like who the f is writing these things?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll bleep that out. <laughs> but really like what so this it this just becomes full circle and this is kind of what I want to talk about. Like who's in charge of writing these things? Mm-hmm. Who is it for? Right. Because this is what is all if for the money. kid all for money all for money, but but the content is is not good,
1: and it comes back to the fact, Adam, that right. we do not value our children.
0: That is so true, evidenced by all all of this that's just available to them, and it just gets worse and worse and worse when you when you look at it. But I. I, I kept going back to that because this is what happened yesterday. The, yeah. This whole thing, like that Garfield show was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And my son was just sort of watching it. It was just happening. He wasn't he, – but I think he didn't know what was going on. But it was all absurd.
1: And we think, oh, it's cute. You know, it's yeah, silly. But, but it, what is it teaching?
0: I was really disturbed. What are they getting? I was really disturbed by it yesterday. And I was like, oh. Like someone is coming from my son's mind. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like like,
1: And it's Garfield.
0: And it's Garfield. Yes. So that was in my mind yesterday and then the shooting happened. happened And I just thought, you know, the the person who did this was 18 years old, Mm -hmm. right? You know, my son is seven.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Eleven years difference is not that big of a difference. No, it's not. (laughs) And this stuff that is sort of being like pumped into kids' brains. I just don't know what – I don't know where we're going. I don't know what like, – what is the point? What is the point of all of this to just keep them busy? Because mostly, mm-hmm. I would say 99% of the time, no one, no one puts Garfield on and says, here, I want you to have an enriching cultural experience by <laughs> watching Garfield on Netflix. Right. People are just like, I've got to do something right now. But
1: you also usually don't put Garfield on thinking – or see Garfield as right. as a oh my god, I can't let my kids watch that.
0: It's a cartoon that is it's just a time suck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and so many of these shows though, I'm saying, are like sneaking in. I mean, this is the yes. whole YouTube problem as well. Exactly. It's like so many of these things are sneaking into our kids' heads. Yes. And then on top of all that, they can walk anywhere. Once they get 18, basically, mm-hmm. and buy a gun. And buy
1: a gun. It's right.
0: just, like, I i feel like we're loading and them up with they weapons. they don't
1: have a relationship with parents or grandparents yeah. or somebody who they feel really understands them.
0: Not to be all over the place, because I know this is... We
1: really have gone all over the place. I would like yeah. to bring up one more thing before we finish. Okay. And I don't have an answer. Right. But I want to talk to all of these parents out there who are terrified now, have been, but especially right now, of sending their kids to school, sending their kids, when's it going to happen in a camp maybe this summer? What, what do you do as a parent of young children to continue to allow them to grow and develop as independent kids and not put them in protective bubbles but my god w- what could happen anywhere at any time
0: sending our kids to school should not be like russian roulette you should not have That's what it to feels worry
1: like. yes you're
0: just you're spinning exactly. it exactly and at some point you feel like it's gonna eventually come to where you are
1: and i just i just want to somehow uh, have compassion for all you parents out there who are feeling so terrified of sending your kids out the door. And I don't know what to say. I don't know how to comfort you or tell you what you should or should not do. I, I don't know.
0: This episode today is not about answers. No. It's about it's just
1: It's about the talking. problem yeah. we are facing yeah. and when are we going to change it.
0: It's just so heavy. It really is.
1: It's very, very heavy.
0: And, you know, I, I really do believe that more love is the answer. And it sounds so cliche, but it's, you know, more love more for human love, life.
1: More more patience. Yes. More uh, compassion, more empathy. You know, we've got to... Pull more away from judging others and more understanding that everybody, everybody, everybody is just trying to do the best they can. Even this horrible shooter. I understand he was bullied as a kid and God knows where that left him. And this is a huge problem we have for children, being bullies, being bullied. and. He was not in a sane mind, and he did not have the help that he needed and I don't know why, but he probably didn't have a strong relationship with anyone in his life who believed in him and who understood
0: him. I know he said that this wasn't about answers it was it was about and it's more about just being in the moment with everybody,
1: mm-hmm. like yeah. really yeah.
0: grieving in mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah, um, But as parents and wives and husbands and brothers and sisters and sons and daughters, I think that we one thing that we need to realize is that the only way that we're going to get past it is if we have an understanding that the people who are pro-gun, and I would say this to anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, the people who are um, pro-gun, Second Amendment, believe that these guns need to exist because we need to have the right to defend ourselves. Because you need to understand that you can't have that without having what happened in Texas happen. Exactly. You're right. I'm going to be talking to everybody in my life who feels that way and just plead with them to try to you know, work towards a new future. Cause I believe that they're the ones they have the power right now because the gun lobby Mm -hmm, listens to mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. because the gun lobby wants their Mm -hmm. support. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. And, you know, we'll be back next week with another episode and I hope you're all able to just hug your kids and if you're listening and you have lost a child, we
1: mm, our hearts, our are, hearts breaking are with you. For you.
0: Yep. No thoughts and prayers. No actions.
1: Just broken hearts. Yep. We're gonna work
0: we're gonna work towards it. Thanks everybody. Be safe out there.
1: Thanks for listening. I'm Bonnie Harris. If you're curious to learn more or would like to talk to me personally, check out my website, bonnieharris.com, where you can also find my books, When Your Kids Push Your Buttons, and Confident Parents Remarkable Kids. There are also links in the liner notes. And please subscribe to Tell Me About Your Kids on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell Me About Your Kids is produced and scored by Echo Finch.